There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by The Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back. Ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. My next guest was recommended by another guest, and through the connection of friends, we have almost come full circle. When we met, it was like a waterfall of curious energy, where the more we spoke, the deeper the connection and understanding was. Jamie Flares is a shamanic astrologer, soul guide, and a sound healer. She's also an author and teaches workshops in expressive writing. Jamie doesn't do things in halves and also has a background as a birthing doula and wrote the book Your Birth Story. In our conversation, I learned so much about shamanic astrology and how it differs from traditional astrology, sacred reciprocity, archetypes, and so much more in the spiritual arts realm. Jamie also shares some tips for going into 2021 with a renewed mindset and energy. I truly enjoyed my time with Jamie and I hope our conversation opens your mind to other dimensions and connection with yourself. Welcome, Jamie, to The Ethical Evolution. I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you so much. Now, um, I'm super stoked to have you here today because uh, you were recommended to me by one of our other guests, Jen Pearson. Um, and um, if, Could you tell us about who you are and what you do and, and your background? Sure. So who I am? Well, my name is Jamie Flares. The who I am is a bigger question. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's many places we could go with that. Um, But what I currently offer, what my current, um, the form that my love is currently taking in the world in my sacred service is that I am a shamanic astrologer and a soul guide, uh, which I could share more about. And I also do sound healing work. Mm. Love it. Love it. And anybody who's listened to any podcast I've done uh, knows I've done oodles of sound healing um, and it has absolutely changed my life. Um, so I, I'm so excited to speak to anyone who does this kind of work and um, is really into the shamanic field as well. So um, so tell us about, um, you know, your role with shamanic astrology. Um, how does that differ from, you know, I know there's shamanic guides and, and ministers and all these kind of things. From an astrology point of view, how does that differ? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's important first to say, you know, shamanic astrologer is not something that I've named myself because I identify with um, shamanic practices per se, although I do. Um, But there's actually a whole school, um, a mystery school called the Shamanic Astrology Mystery School, and that's the lineage under which I've studied and under which I practice. And so, you know, some of the things that make shamanic astrology uh, shamanic, or just some of the things that make shamanic astrology unique, um, number one, um, shamanic astrology tries to take you know, or takes astrology out of the just purely Western kind of patriarchal context of, you know, um, signs and, and planets and placements being good or bad based on, you know, the values of our culture in mm. the last few hundred years. Mm. Um, it really, we really look at, you know, there's no bad placement. There's no bad sign in a, you know, in a house or in a, you know, nothing. Um, and that every path is a path to enlightenment. And so all paths are equal and they're all ways to the divine. They're all ways back home to ourselves. And so that's one of the principles. Um, Another is that, you know, 
there's this idea, this is kind of an ancient, you know, the hermetic text, this idea of as above, so below. So we really take that philosophy of, you know, there's nothing happening to us by a planetary body, but actually it's this divine reflection of what is without is within. Mm. And so we look at this as kind of a co-create, a conscious co-creation. Somehow there's, you know, there's this cosmos, there's this solar system, we're all intertwined. There seems to be this divine reflection of what happens out there to what happens inside of us and among our collective. And that we can look look at that. We can listen to that and we can learn what are the rhythms here? What are the patterns? What are the synchronicities? What are the, what are the resonances? And, and use that as a tool to help us through our own lives. And so it's really, it's an experiential practice. You know, it's like going out and observing the sky and, you know, having that experience with the celestial world, uh, as well as our own deep psyches. Um, so those are some of the things, those are just a few, I could probably go and actually on my website, I have a whole talk about what makes shamanic astrology, astrology, uh, makes it such, um, but those are a few things. And no doubt it probably has more of a holistic view of things like everything shamanic, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, we look at different planetary initiators as either being underworld initiators, middle world initiators, or celestial world initiators, um, or that they occupy actually all three um, in their processes. And so that's, yeah, some of it is that we actually, you know, the way that Venus moves through the sky and kind of goes into her underworld phases is also a process that happens inside of the human, uh, inside of our human experience as well. So, And I don't know if this is a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, Great. <laughs> so um, from a shamanic point of view in astrology, um, are star signs perceived differently? Uh, well, you know, in some ways, yes. So that's another thing. Thank you for asking that question, actually, because I find that shamanic astrology is more um, like Jungian and archetypal than mm. some Western astrology. So I would, one of the things I love about shamanic astrology is that it goes deeper than the personality level, you know, so you could read a horoscope and say, oh, like Tauruses are stubborn or, mm. you know, Libras are diplomatic or, you know, sort of those personality things. Whereas with shamanic astrology, you know, when I do a reading, I'm like, we're looking at the map that you've created, like your soul created for this lifetime. What did, what am I going to come in good at? What am I here to learn and grow through? And so a lot of the signs are more archetypal in nature. So there's resonance, um, but they, t- it just tends to be a little deeper. It, like it gets to the soul level. And mm. I found it made more sense to me because rather than just a list of attributes, it's like, you know, an archetype has a whole package to it. You know, if I say like computer nerd, you, like, you already have, you know what they look like, you know mm. what they maybe have for breakfast. Like you have, you get the whole package. Mm. And so um, I think that's a little bit different. You know, we also don't look at the sun sign as being the end all be all mm. uh, in shamanic astrology. You know, we look at, we actually look at the sun as being um, the future we burn through our lifetimes, but it's not our life purpose. It's not who we're here to be. And it's not even archetypally, um, like illustrative of our personality, unless we have another personal planet in the same sign. So we open things up. So that's one of the things that a reading does is it opens up and looks at like all the pieces of your soul and the parts of you that are coming to, you know, who you're coming to learn and grow into and become and who you already are. And so it just kind of opens up that picture and gives you just a more holistic look at the soul from, a, from an astrology perspective. Oh my God. I'm just so fascinated by this stuff. I could talk about it all day uh, and, <laughs> pro- and probably, you know, um, cause I'm a Gemini. Um, so, um, you know, traditionally people think of Gemini's as Jekyll and Hyde, but mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not all like that. Yes. <laughs> um, now you do soul mapping as well. And, um, I, um, recently with, a, with another guest, um, did, um, was a soul reading, um, where they actually look at, the archetype stuff that you're talking about mm-hmm. and, and your profile, your soul profile. Um, mm-hmm. And it was pretty much bang on. And, you know, I, I it was based on Akashic records though. So mm-hmm. um, how, how does yours differ? Yeah, well, the soul mapping is really from that shamanic astrology lens at this point. Um, I find that, you know, I don't really name myself as such, but I consider that I do intuitive astrology, meaning that we often get in. I think of astrology really as the doorway Mm. um, to open a conversation about the soul and to open our conversation about who we're here to be. Um, And so so I don't necessarily open the Akashic Records. I'm very familiar with um, that work, and I think it's beautiful to do so. Um, In some ways, I feel like we're we are looking at the records, you know, not necessarily directly, but we're they're 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 right there, you Mm. know, and we're we're kind of opening things up. Um, 
So, yeah, so it's not, um, it's not looking at the Akashic field directly. It's really going in through the lens of astrology and looking at those archetypes. Um, and I would say, you know, energetically what it feels like happens in those sites of those sorts of readings are that we're either validating who you already are and you already know to be, but perhaps your cultural or family programming doesn't honor. And so it takes a little bit more of that reinforcement of who you actually are. Um, and so I find they, they tend to be very validating and they also activate. So if we have archetypes that aren't how we haven't had an opportunity to express yet, um, it often turns, I think of it as like a house, like you have this house with all these rooms, this is your soul, this is your life. And, you know, you have these rooms that maybe the light hasn't been turned on yet. Mm. And so it's like, we go in and we sort of turn on the lights and sort of like plant some seeds, you know, to, to mix my metaphors here, um, but to really just kind of activate parts of ourselves so that, that we then begin to go, Hmm, okay. So if that's true, you know, what would that look like? Or what does that feel? How does that feel true to me? And how might I express that just a little bit more in my life, you know, or just, you know, it starts to open things things up for people and sort of support transformation. I love I love the way you describe that like you know having different rooms where the, lo- the light hasn't been turned on yet. I love yeah. that. And if we just yeah. stop to actually think of ourselves as more than, you know, the what's on the surface like and really got in touch with our inner self. God, right. imagine what we could be like. <laughs> I know. Well, that's one of my, you know, I know that you're big on, you know, working with people who are mission focused and that's one of my missions Mm. is really helping people to tap back into their essence, who they actually are and to feel really like deeply anchored in that so that they can go about their lives and whatever they encounter, whatever belief systems or, or shoulds, you know, that Mm. they encounter, they, they know who they are and then they can begin to express themselves creatively in the world from that place, which is what we need. You know, that's one of the things I'm so passionate about is, is helping people to know themselves and then creatively express that in the world in ways that feel natural to them. So um, tell me about uh, your sound healing. I know, I know you do quite a bit with your voice as well, don't you? Yeah, I do mostly voice. Right now, I'm actually in a deep self-study mostly um, with crystal bowls and a drum and some other instruments. But really, um, I've always loved to sing. You know, since I was a little girl, you couldn't shut me up. My family was always like, Jamie, stop. Like, I would sing in my sleep, you know. I just loved to sing. Um, and it's been several years now. I started using sound. Um, I have a really deep spiritual practice. You know, I have an altar and I have a deep meditation practice. And I started bringing in sound to help me clear energy and to help me move things. And it just sort of grew and grew and grew. It became really powerful for myself. I was like, wow. I mean, I'm really at the point now where I can't go a day without using sound as medicine because yeah. it almost feels like I haven't brushed my teeth for the day. You know, it's like that much. Like yeah. I just need to, it helps me because I'm such an empath. It really helps me clear. Yeah. But what I realized was that I was able to sort of serve, you know, like if you were to be talking to like a medium, you know, like they can, they can bring in guides and beings mm. and they can speak on their behalf. Well, what happens for me is that I can make sound on their behalf. And so I feel, you know, different beings and guides come in and collectives to come in and work through me and through sound. And so oftentimes I can observe like, okay, who's here and what are we doing? And, you know, so it's in some ways it's sort of shamanic in the sense that when I, you know, and I've just really actually just this year gotten the call, you know, from my, from my guidance, it's like, it's time to bring this out of your little cave, you know, it's time to share this. So I've started to share it more and more. And, you know, those who have come and had private sessions with me, you know, they go on a journey, they tend to be taken on a journey and their guides show them whatever they need to know. You know, I've had people come and, you know, they feel like they're healing life generational patterns, you know, deep, deep things come up to be witnessed and moved. And, you know, other people are like, wow, I just went through, I was taken through my whole life and everything felt like joy and love. And Mm. I just feel, it just feels different now, you know? So something magical happens. I'm still on the path of discovering what it is, but something magical seems to happen for others in addition to just me when sound happens through me. And um, I'm profoundly grateful for that, for that gift. Yeah, and I know for people who haven't experienced it or who can't fully understand it, like uh, until you've actually done it, it's it's you you really don't get it. Um, so yeah. for me, my experience has been oh, over the last two years. I, I've been working with a sound healer here in Brisbane, and um, she's been on this podcast several times. And so, um, you know, wow, the stuff we have shifted and healed and dealt with is huge. And, um, you know, just to, to give people a bit more perspective, I mean, for me, 
um, you know, she does a very similar piece of work to you where, you know, she does biofield tuning as well. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, bowls, gongs, drums, forks, you know, the whole thing. Um, but I, I still remember the early days when I, when I started it, you know, um, when you'd actually feel the energy move within your body and it was like these waves of like you could almost feel it was like this, this flutter of a, like a black wave and then it would come out and then it would leave your body. And mm. by the end of the session, you'd, you just had this complete peace. Like you just had eight hours sleep and you felt on top of the world. You felt taller, you felt lighter and you yeah. just felt so amazing. And like if anybody is curious about it, I just, I encourage anyone to tap into it. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing your story. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I haven't, I, I would, I have deeper to go down the rabbit hole. Um, but what I do know, so I'm not an expert on like sound. Um, I'm still learning because this gift has come to me sort of unexpectedly. So I'm still learning all the background, but you know, our bodies, you know, uh, you know, sound is frequency and yeah. our bodies are made up of water and, mm. you know, and so water responds. I mean, Dr. Emoto's work, like we've seen like water responds to frequency mm. and it, refo- it responds to sound. Um, and so there is something deeply profound that not only happens in our psyche, but also happens in our body um, through sound medicine. And, you know, I want to say too, you know, like I I've been blessed with this gift um, that's still opening up, that's still deepening. um, And that's really beautiful. Um, But we all have sound healing capacity. You know, if you have a voice, if you have the ability to speak, you know, play with sound, even if it's just in your shower, in your car, you know, but move, you know, you can move energy, you can clear energy, even if it's just as simple as a sigh or, a yell or whatever it might be, you know, this was one of, this is one of our um, natural technologies to heal ourselves is our, our ability to make sound. Oh, and you know, we've done um, actually a whole episode on music as a healer. Um, if, if you listen to the podcast or you subscribe, go listen to it. It's incredible. Um, so, um, you know, down to a cellular level, this stuff is, is life changing. So um, yeah, it's something I don't think I'll ever stop doing um absolutely yeah. love it now um who would you say would be your ideal client my ideal client well you know I really I, I tend to attract and I, and I love working with people who have you know they're on some point in their path on the conscious healing journey you know or the consciousness journey where you know they they are on up like they are on the adventure of getting to know who they really are and um and because and I say that only because um, with those clients, I te- we tend to get to go really deep. I'm a deep diver. Like I yeah. like to hang out at the deep end of the pool. <laughs> and so I love when we can really get in and it's like, yeah. And then we can, we can just start to like unpack more and discover more together. So I really love that. Um, it just seems like there's a common thread where we can really, again, astrology is the doorway. Um, and so we can really like use that tool to open up new, new places, um, for someone. And that feels really beautiful. I mean, I also like, you know, I've worked with people who, um, who, you know, it's their first time being exposed to, you know, an astrology, their friend maybe bought it for them or, you know, and they're a little skeptical. Um, and then they start to see, uh, what it does and what it offers them. And, and so I love that as well. Um, I love being able to meet people and where they're at and Mm. and kind of open things up where they are so and sometimes I feel like I'm just sort of planting seeds you know sometimes I'll come into a reading and I'll see a lot of evidence in a chart that someone is is a healer Mm. Um, but they're stuck in it you know they're not stuck they're in you know a 95 job and they're dissatisfied but they haven't gotten there yet and so I feel like my job is just I'm just going to plant the seed here you could take it or leave it but we're just going to plant it and we're going to see you know you get to decide whether it blossoms or not but I get to sort of be like I get to be like the advocate for the soul you know (laughs) so I appreciate those times as well. And so um, with some of the people that you've worked with what what kind of results have they seen um, through working with you? Yeah, gosh. I mean, I've, I feel so blessed. I mean, I've had poems, like people have written poems and sent them to me about their experiences. I had a woman send me a chapter of her book. It was like chapter one, like this was the moment that I really honored myself for who I am. You know, Um, I really think, like I said before, I was talking about the validation and activation. And those are what I really think are at the heart of what I do. You know, in some ways, I think like I talk a lot during readings, but I actually think it's something about my 
the presence that I bring as well, where I hold a field of unconditional love where someone can see themselves and be with themselves in that space and really like give themselves such exquisite self-compassion for where they are. You know, for example, I worked with a client who, you know, she, her dad was really sick and she'd spent a lot of time caretaking him. And, um, you know, she had all this, you know, like we often do when we're not like productive citizens of the, you know, of the consumerism, you know, uh, she felt a lot of um, self-judgment about that. And we literally talked it through and we looked at some pieces of her astrology that really showed like, actually, this is part of what's for you this lifetime is mm. to be in this caretaking role. And, but there was just that other piece of being, of really offering her an opportunity to just um, really offering her such compassion for where she was. And, and that to me opens the door to when somebody can really just see you where you are and, and love you in that place without all the conditions and rules that we often feel just so kind of, um, you know, uh, pummeled by sometimes, you know, in our culture, just to be with somebody who says, I see you and you're just perfect the way you are. Like, this is exactly where you're supposed to be, you know? <laughs> like, this point on the map is just right, you know? Yeah, and big deal. To, to go into that space and to, to go into those those deep, dark places, I think can be goddamn scary, you know? Like, to yeah. be that vulnerable with someone who you might not know so well, um, yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's really tough to do. And yeah. the moment you can do that or you feel comfortable in that space to do that, it's super important. Otherwise, healing might not occur. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really, my philosophy is that all healing is self-healing, which is why I call myself like a soul guide rather than a coach or mm. teacher or anything like that. Like I don't pretend to be a teacher or have any knowledge that somebody else doesn't have, but to be guided, just to have space held for you so that you can discover your own truth. And so that you can meet yourself in those places, mm. um, feels really powerful. So, I mean, a lot of it is, yeah, witnessing and just creating space where somebody can go to those places and and being by their side, you know, while they do that. Mm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You're also a bit of a dark horse, and you're you're into books as well, and helping people write books. And you, you've yes. been an uber, uber author. And, my God, you you don't do things in halves, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse uh, yeah so I'm also I'm an author I wrote a book um, after my daughter was born actually about the power of writing our birth stories down as mothers and as as partners who've witnessed um, their their partner give birth um, man or woman or um, or otherwise and uh, so but really it came from I have a long history as a writer um, and professional writer, marketing writer. I was a professor of writing for many years. Um, and I also, I love creative writing. You know, I used writing when I was a teenager to really, really get through some dark times. And I know the power of narrative writing. And so I weave in writing a lot with my clients, especially when we do deeper dives, mm. because there's something about, there's something that happens in writing that's a little less filtered and a little bit more soul and true versus when we're talking to somebody, because we filter naturally when we talk to somebody, because we're kind of thinking about how they might receive it and mm. can I really say that? And, you know, writing offers a lot. So I love writing. I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate of writing to heal, writing to express ourselves. And so um, I've coached writers for many years. I, I tend to work mostly with, you know, I work with a lot of Hay House authors, actually. I work with a lot of people who they're healers or they're change agents. You know, they're here to get a big message out into the world. And so I help them, you know, I do the energy work. We don't always call it that, but I'm clearing the blocks for them around whether they really believe they can use their voice and say what they need to say and you know all of those sorts of things um and of course I have like my whole academic background that mm. allows me to help them you know edit and strengthen and and figure out how to get their book out into the world so there's another whole side <laughs> wow and you know I think that's that's another great alignment with you and I other than everything we've just spoken about is that um what what I tend to do with my clients it's all about helping them align their message to their mission so, um, you know, quite often we see conscious creatives who, who can do all the things and sometimes they don't make sense to the, the layman and uh, it's really about breaking that down and making sense of it for them to get their message right and also get, doing what fires them up, you know, um, yeah. really leveraging from their purpose and their passion. So uh, yeah. I can see real synergies there with you and I in the work that we do. Yeah, absolutely. That's, That's so amazing. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a big, it's a big part of, you know, it's like we, we have to know ourselves and our mission and then to express that and to, you know, really harness our own magic and medicine in the world in a way that's going to have an impact, you know? Mm. 
Yeah. yeah. And I was just saying to um, another guest yesterday, I'm, I'm seeing, I don't know about you, but at the, at the beginning of 2021, I'm seeing this real energy of, it's 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 this heaviness of of force and and hustle and you know push um in mm-hmm. business because you know people have come through 2020 and they're kind of like well we've got to recoup what happened you know and they're really pushing to make a difference yeah. in 2021 and i don't know it's, it's feeling a bit heavy and i you know i think if we can lead with our heart rather than the hustle that's mm-hmm. where we can make change yeah, that's so huge. You know, I think part of it is that, yeah, we've been sort of, even astrologically, you know, the energy of last year was kind of heavy and very dismantling and it's been intense, you know, it's, it's been a heavy year. And so I think we're all um, very understandably and humanly so looking for a way out, mm. you know, and so some people, you know, some people look at a, a vaccine as a way out or a new government change as a way out, or maybe, you know, 5d is coming and it's, an, you know, but we're all uncomfortable. This is a hard place to be. And we're in the middle of a, of, of a thing. We don't even really have a story about, I mean, going back to narrative story, you know, I always say like, you don't really have the story until you're through an experience and mm. we are in it, you know, we are in it. So I think some of it is that energy of 2021, you know, coming in like it's new we get a new we get a new start and so I think there's that but I love what you said you know that um we don't want to come in with that heavy energy and that Mm. hustle energy you know one of the things I gave a talk um about the astrology of 2021 um uh, right on the solstice and one of the things that came through really clear from my guidance about 2021 was beware of the um old ways dressed up in the new ways clothing that was how it came in you know And, you know, we do have an opportunity, astrologically speaking, the energy has shifted quite a bit for this year. And we have a lot of opportunity to create new and to change things. Um, But we want to be careful that we're not, you know, using the same energy Mm. that has worked in the past to try to create new structures. You know, the other mantra that they've given me is like the seed becomes the oak, the seed becomes Mm. the oak. So if you're seeding something in hustle, you know, if you're trying to make moves and make a difference, but you're seeding it in that hustle and lack mentality, then the oak is, you know, you're you're creating that kind of a being, you know? Mm. And so to be really, we have to, you know, we don't have to, we have a beautiful invitation right now to just bring more consciousness, bring more heart, bring more softness, bring more, um, you know, that, that pause of like, is this aligned for me? Like, where is this coming from? You know, what is the driving force here? Is this what's aligned for the good of myself and all beings? You know, where can I, where do I need to pause? Where do I need to slow down? Where do I need to reassess? You know, those questions are still, are really important as well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and I guess on the other side of the coin, there, there, there is that, that opportunity, like there's a huge opportunity right now. It's almost like a, a butterfly coming out of a cocoon, you know, like this is, yeah. a, this is a time for us to be reborn and start again. Yeah. Yeah. There really, it really is. Yeah. We're in a birthing, you know, we're in a death and a birth process and nature doesn't do those things very clean. One no. and then the other. <laughs> they kind of go together. And so we're going to have that, you know, I really feel this year is sort of that, I liken a lot of things to birth because I was a birth doula. And so I think mm. about birth a lot. And so last year I, I've likened to like the, the time during labor where, you know, the, the cervix hasn't dilated. The baby's not coming down the, the birth canal yet. It's, it's squeezing and it feels intense and it's constricting. It's heavy. And it's like, there's no exit. Um, actually Stan Graf, um, has a whole model, the perinatal model around um, the imprints of birth um, that is is resonant with this idea. But then really like the next step is the pushing phase, you know? And mm. so in pushing, you know, like a baby's being born, like a new thing is happening in, for humanity. Um, but pushing is, you know, it's, it's steady engagement and then rest, steady engagement, you know, really uh, p- powerful force, you know, force being, being applied rest, you know, and we need to remember that I think right now, especially those of us who are change makers and visionaries, because we feel that push that we want to move forward. We're ready for what we, what we want to create in the world. But if we just have that energy and we don't allow ourselves to step back and really fill up and nourish, we're going to burn ourselves out. Like that's not how the birth process works. So we really need to remember, like we rest, Mm. you know, I never thought it was possible to sleep in birth until I gave birth. And I was like, (laughs) wow, you can actually sleep during between these things. Like, how is that possible? But it's, it's true. It's the, it's the nature, it's nature's way, you know, that we must rest. Wow. I love your perspectives on things. I I would never have related it to birth because I've never given birth but anyway yeah <laughs> well um, you but you've been birth so well, yeah. you've been there yeah been there <laughs> we've all been there yes <laughs> 
Now, I have to ask you, um, in, in the work that you do, what would you say is your biggest challenge and how do you overcome it? Mm, that's a great question. Well, as I've li- aligned more and more with my sole purpose, um, my work has gotten easier and more in flow um, than it was prior, um, even though it took a leap. And so I think really, you know, with that question, you know, I came from, number one, I'm a lot of Libra. So, uh, you know, astrologically, I, I have come from a place of wanting to be very palatable and please all and just be easy, you know, easy to, <laughs> to be around and, you know, easy to receive. And, um, you know, I was a professor, right? And that, you know, everybody loves, oh, you're a professor, like, congratulations, you did it, you know, like, you did the thing, you did all the things. And so I moved from professor, you know, slowly to, you know, all these other things that are really who I am, but that, you know, um, <clears throat> and I had to go through that, um, you know, I still do, although I'm, it's getting better and better. Like, am I really going to show who I really am, you know, and am I really going to stand for what I really know to be true inside my heart? Am I going to, am I going to actually be the healer that I know I am? Am I going to say all this out loud, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I think a lot of us struggle with that, or some of us do, you know, when we're on the healing path of just sort of shattering those layers, which of course, you know, we teach what we, what we need to learn. And so, you know, I help people connect to the truth of their soul and kind of disconnect from some of those programs because I've had to do that on my own journey as well. Mm-hmm. And I know how powerful that is to, to go on that journey. And so I would like to be uh, the handholder for others, you know, as they go through that as well. Yeah, that must have been a leap for you to go from being a professor to being a healer. And, sound channel. <laughs> and, and to actually, you know, have one identity and, and then have a whole other one and, and to sort of let go of one, but to let it support you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's funny, actually, I'll say, um, and I I think this was truly a reflection of what I needed to meet in myself. But the first time I really owned my sound work to my community, one of my family members wrote me and she was like, I'm really scared about what you're doing. I think it's dangerous, you know, like, she didn't understand what I was doing, but Mm. she was really afraid and she wanted to protect me. And, but it was immediately that backlash of like, Mm. oh my gosh, see, this is why you shouldn't talk about these things out loud because people are going to, you know, um, shut you down. And, you know, so I had to go through that whole process of like, ah, her feeling right now, one, it's actually coming out of love. It's a little misdirected, but too, like, this is a piece of me actually, that's still like judging my own medicine, you know, that I needed to really meet and be with in that moment. So it was a good invitation for me to really see it. But I think we've all been on that journey. And I'm sure there's healers listening to this. And I'm sure that I, you know, I imagine some are nodding their heads like, (laughs) yeah, I've had to work through my own blocks in the internal and external world, you know, to really show up and be who, who I am. And, and with that comes a fear as well, isn't it? Like, I mean, um, you know, if I if I am this new person, how how am I going to know I'm going to be accepted and and actually get the clients that I need? But if yeah. you actually let go of that mm-hmm. fear and that lack, you actually find that you find your tribe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you're doing what you're meant to be doing, life supports you. You know, universe has got you back, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I was amazed actually. You know, I started. I mean, my astrology journey really came out of just a pure love for it and how it had had impacted my life so profoundly. And so I basically studied it like it was my job, even though I was just doing it for fun. And um, I started giving a reading to anybody and anybody, anybody and everybody who would let me. I'm like, can I read your chart? You know? <laughs> and so I did that. And then eventually everybody was like, you really should do something with this. You know, this is really powerful. Okay. So I opened my business. I didn't really market it that much. And then all of a sudden my whole calendar was full with clients and referrals. And because I was doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you mm. know, Whereas there had been other parts of my career where I'd like really forced something and I was like, why isn't this working? You know, it's like, oh, this is what it feels like when it's like supported and aligned. That's, that feels good. And it's the best feeling, isn't it? Like when, and you know, it takes, it takes time to learn that too, because you got to go through the struggle and the hard stuff and the stuff that you don't like doing um, to find what it is that you that really lights you up and, and is your purpose and is your flow. Um, I had the yeah. same thing happen for me and I, I, I found myself in the middle of, you know, the height of COVID in lockdown doing stuff that I absolutely detested. Um, I was busier than I'd ever been and I was like, why am I doing this? This really is not making me happy. So I cut yeah. it out, you know, and I knew that I'd lose money doing it, but I was just like, you know what, I want my sanity over money <laughs> and my happiness yeah. over money. And and that was what I did and I changed my whole business model. 
Much happier. Wow. <laughs> well, I honor you for that. That's courageous work. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's some faith and trust in life that comes with that. Mm. Of like, this is good for me. I'm acting. I have my own bag. I'm going to act on my behalf. And I trust that this is for me to do, mm. you know? Yeah. You, I think sometimes you just have to trust in what you need will come to you instead of hanging on to the fear and the lack. The moment yeah. you do that, you're just going to get more of it. So. Yeah. 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 Um, now I can't wait to ask you this question because there's no wrong answer. Okay. <laughs> can you describe, good. can you describe for me, uh, what being ethical means to you? Mm, being ethical. I love that question. Thank you for asking. Okay. I'll just gonna riff on it. Um, <laughs> there's a couple pieces that come in for me. Number one. Um, and these are really like um, core to my heart. Um, the first thing, the first word that popped in was integrity. Mm. So this idea, and, and for me, that's like a personal, um, personal value of, um, doing what I say I'm going to do, saying what I'm, you know, say, you know, all of that, just being, being aligned with both who I am and then what I say I'm going to do and share in the world that I, that I to the best of my ability show up, um, in alignment with that. And, you know, of course we are all human. So, you know, making corrections and mm. repairs where necessary, but integrity feels really important, um, and I think that really aligns with authenticity. You know, part of my work is helping people to come to a deeper um, anchored understanding of who they are. So, and this is of course a continued work in progress for all of us, but how do we show up as our truest self in every moment, even if we don't get that immediate positive feedback or reflection from our environment, you know, how do we continue to have the courage mm. to be unabashedly ourselves? Mm. And that feels important as well. And the last thing that, pops in is, and this is always, even when I was a little girl, I sort of held this creed that it's always felt true to me, which was, you know, people can do whatever they want. And if it's harming somebody else or property, then that's where the line, that's where I'd always, like, that was always a clear line for me. Like people get to do what they want to do, but if there's going to be harm, is there's harm caused, you know, then that's, that's where, um, the ethics come in, like the, the more, the morals or the, the, you know, some of the rules, natural rules, you know? Um, so no harm, you know, even like the yoga word ahimsa kind of comes in like that no harm principle. Um, and then always, you know, part of my, I guess, ethics is to do my best, you know, to contribute love and goodness to myself and others to the best of my capacity in any given moment. And that could be small. That could be taking a friend a meal. It could be talking to a client. It could be something bigger, like a project or a book or, you know, but it really, and noticing that those tiny moments, you know, even with my daughter, you know, having a conversation about self-care and what that looks like and why mommy insists on dancing and singing every morning, you know, and things like that. <laughs> and like why I do that, even when, you know, she's kind of like, I'm bored. What are we doing? You know, like, this is why. Um, so those are some thoughts. I don't know if that really answers the question. <laughs> on so many levels on so many yeah. levels <laughs> okay great amazing amazing now I've noticed as well that you um do pay it forward in your business um and and you do give back um to a, a couple of um causes don't you do you want to tell us about that yeah yeah so um my writing work uh, my writing and coaching work I give to care um uh, for specifically for helping, you know, girls and women who don't have access to education and resources to have those. So, so I contribute to care and then with sacred heart healing arts, which is my healing arts business, I donate to, um, right now it's the rainforest. It's a rainforest, um, the rainforest Alliance. Um, and because I, I love the earth and earth, I, I I'm such an ally for her and for us all coming back to her. And um, so it's a way for me to give back to lands that have fed me. You know, I love going to the rainforest and, and of course, you know, there's work to be done in my own backyard as well, which I, um, I work to do when, when possible, you know, in terms of outreach and, and even just being with the nature here. Um, but yeah, I believe, you know, I use the number eight, I do 8% back um, to both uh, in both businesses as a way to go forward. And, you know, I also, I offer my services um, in certain capacities at a reduced rate or when needed. And so um, I'm looking for a bigger way, you know, even my brain has been on, you know, with all this new energy coming in, I'm like, I want to make a much bigger contribution to yeah. this, <laughs> to this planet, you know, like how, how do I do that and not burn myself out, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I hear you. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. It's funny that you say that because um, just well, about a month ago, maybe not even um, I, I get, 
downloads, I get like messages and yeah. I, I got one, I get them at the most random times. Anyway, I, I got one and it was like, it was almost like a punch in the gut. Like it was a real, mm. you know, you need to stop and listen up. And I, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> and basically I got the words, you're not living in alignment. Mm. And it said, stop playing small. And since then, whoa, <laughs> whoa, big things have happened. So I'm getting the same message you are that we, we need to create greater impact and we need to make a bigger difference. Um, yeah. It's people like you and I who need to do that. Yeah. You know, one of the things, I don't have the answer for it yet, but I've been sitting in this question for a while now, you know, um, for the entrepreneurs uh, among us, um, you know, we've moved away from the employer model, you know, where we're working for someone else's dream and we're like, okay, I've got my own dream and I'm going to do it. But in some ways it feels very siloed. Like we're each trying to do our own individual mission, sort mm. of, you know, we're all getting our own resources. We're all getting our website. We're all getting the thing, you know? Um, and it takes a lot, you know, as an entrepreneur, there's a lot of energy that goes into making a business work, which if you're not an entrepreneur, you're not aware of, but if you are an entrepreneur, you absolutely know that. Um, and so my curiosity is like, okay, I sort of feel like we've applied an old way to a new way. Like, how do we forge more? What are the new models that want to come forth where it's much more collaborative, where in order to make a big impact and make a big difference and really serve on this planet, we don't have to run ourselves to the ground because we can do it together. So that's what I've been interested in. One of like, is it mine to create a healing collective? You know, is it mine to create some of these different initiatives? Or, you know, I look for those places where like, how can I volunteer? Like my, I would love to be of service to your community. Like, let me know how that's possible, you know, and just start to forge those networking inroads with others so that we can do it together. Because I think that's a big part of where we're moving towards is that we get to do it together. And this whole model of like the one alone reaching the mountain by themselves is just doesn't work so much because that's not actually how humans work. You know, we're collective, we're back in those, you know. And have you been talking to Jen? Because I, I have to tell you this, right? Because um, so what I've done, I thought the same thing. So when I started this podcast, and I don't normally talk about this on air, I usually talk about it off air, but you're going to get it sure. on air, um, <laughs> is um, what I've done is I've created something very unique um, where every guest on this podcast goes into a special group called the Custodians of Collective Change. Mm. And we all come together and we can collaborate on our missions, help each other, share, you know, our, our knowledge and support each other. Um, because there's a lot of people on this show who are on very similar missions and, and, and very similar locations and, you know, are, are doing very similar things. And so one of the differences that's been made, or there's been several around the world, but one uh, was there were two guests who were both working in the rainforest of Borneo. They've now teamed up and they're helping the orangutans in Borneo. And in the UK, we've had uh, two guests come together to help sustainable fashion. So, you know, this is from a podcast and we're bringing that collective together so that we can do more um, collectively instead of on our own. And yeah. again, that's the whole mission behind what I do. It's about creating collective change to make the world a better place together so that we can be one instead of, you know, yeah. you over here, me over here. Yeah. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. I'm just like, I always want to deep bow to you for, for doing <laughs> this work and for all that you're helping. And I love what you said, even, you know, you know, moving, you know, this idea of unity consciousness, consciousness, this was another thing that came in for my 2020 kind of looking at the energies, you know, unity doesn't mean that we're all the same. Unity means that we know how to occupy our unique ecological, you know, ecological, psychological niche in the web of things. And that, you know, so I love that you said like, you know, some, some are like orangutans, others are fashion. It's like, yes, you know, like we all just need to, like when we each follow our passion and we find our niche and we go to it and we go for it, like, we need all of those things, you know, we don't need the one thing, you know, that maybe one person has, or whatever it might be that we, when we really follow what's true for us, and what's ours to do, we we get everything gets, you know, the whole web gets nurtured. That's it. So yeah, there's, yeah. there's no boundaries here um, in, in what we will support as long as it, you know, meets the mission. And, you know, in, yeah. in the way that I'm growing my business, 
those same people are coming back into the fold in different ways to support the mission. So it, it just is something that keeps on giving. That's amazing. Well, I honor you so much for this model that you're that you're enacting in the world and that and for everything that it's doing for yourself and all the people it touches. I have to say it's all divinely guided. I did I I didn't think of it. <laughs> so Yeah, but you get to decide whether you bring it through. So. True. It's true. So about for that. Yes. And for the for all the support, right? And that's we need that. I always say we need all the support we can get. (laughs) Everyone does. From the scene world, the human world, whatever it might be. (laughs) Like, let's bring it, you know, all hands on deck. (laughs) Now, Jamie, if people want to find out more about you and how to get in touch with you or maybe work with you, well, where can they go? Yeah. So my healing arts website is sacredhearthealingarts.com. And there I've got my astrology my sound channeling and my soul work. Um, I also, you know, when, when we come out of COVID time, which we're in, as we are recording this, um, you know, uh, I love to offer retreats and I've taught all over the world. So I'm looking forward to that time. It feels a little bit like a dream right now, um, but it will come that day will come. Nothing lasts forever. So um, we will be there again. And I love working with people in, in those kinds of containers as well. So that's sacred heart. And then if you, if you know, your ears perked up about writing, uh, you can find me at jamieflares.com. Um, which is J-A-I-M-E-F-L-E-R-E-S.com. So I've got both robust, you know, work, uh, sacred work children out there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jamie, with, with your healing work, can you do that remotely at the moment? Yeah, I yep. can. Yeah, I'm still, you know, I don't, I can do sound remotely what I love to do is actually record it on my high quality sound Mm. work and then bring it to somebody because I do so much energy work when I do sound healing so I tend to like to send people recordings although I can do it on zoom it's just not as good of quality yeah Um, but I can do the sound and absolutely the astrology I love doing astrology remotely um, also because people can get a recording and they can come back to it um, and the soul guidance as well and then I do my coaching so yes virtually I can work with people from all over the world and I do I've had clients from all over the world so I actually worked with several people in the Middle East last year, which was really interesting and unexpected, (laughs) sort of wonderful. So, so yeah, um, I wanted to mention too, that, um, on sacred heart healing arts, I have a free ebook called your soul superpowers, which is using the astrology and the shamanic astrology way to really look at what you came in good at in this lifetime. Okay. Yeah. So that's a fun little teaser taster of, of some shamanic astrology. I'll have to have a download. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Jamie, the last big question for you, what's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? Mm, gosh, that's a good question. Well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things I could point to. Um, you know, the phrase, this phrase has been coming to me for the last two years and I think it's really important Um, because I think it applies in everything. Um, It's this idea of sacred reciprocity, you know, really being in right relationship with life. And I would love um, to see uh, us move, not back in the sense of going back to a time that was, but maybe um, kind of that sacred return on the spiral, you know, back to, um, back to nature, back to Mm. our own nature, our, the nature around us, you know, really connecting with earth. I think, you know, especially in this time of change, I hear a lot of people, even on the spiritual path that are, they're like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be on earth. You know, like I'm, this is hard. It's dense and it is hard. And I hear the need in there. There's a real need that's, that's there. That's like, I want lightness. I want joy. I, I crave something, you know, that I know is possible and it's not here yet. But I I don't know. I have such a deep love for Gaia. I look out on this earth and I'm like, this is a beautiful place. Like we have come here, like, who knows? Maybe we came down and we're like, I am the luckiest being on the, on the, in the galaxy that I get to come into earth form at this time. And I do believe there's a level of truth around that, where we're here to honor her. We're here to work with her. She's actually going through a process like we are and that to ally with Gaia, um, to ally with the earth in whatever way that looks, whether it's giving thanks before we eat a meal or going out and tending our own garden or taking a hike and letting nature kind of take some of the, the heaviness from us that coming back to nature, you know, we haven't talked about it a lot this year because there's been so much else on our plate, but you know, she's been, she's been hurting, you Mm -hmm. know, um, our planet has been, we've been out of balance with her. So I think it's really important that we come back into that reciprocity. And then of course, with one another as well, you know, 
without getting into the current political, you know, I've, I live in the U.S. and it's been really tumultuous here and mm. seeing, you know, how far out of balance we are in some places with sacred reciprocity and real care and respect and regard for one another. So I would like to see, I would like to see us move in that direction. Mm. That's beautiful. And it just reminds me of something I kept saying all of last year and that, um, that is um, what I do today impacts your tomorrow. Yeah. Regardless of the fact that you're in North Carolina and I'm here in Brisbane, um, it takes the actions of one to impact the many. We are yeah. all one. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Absolutely. And it can feel daunting. Like, I, ah, the globe and she's hurting and there's, you know, fires in this part of the world and, and this is happening. And, but we just get, we just get to come like, what's here? Like, how do I nourish this body today? Like she's of the earth, you know, how do I, how do I just easy, easy, take a breath with your feet on the ground? You know, it can be small and that even that has an impact. Like mm. you just said, what you mm. do has an impact on me, you know, in my tomorrow. And you know, just beginning to, to reconnect in that way, because she's this abundant resource that we can really tap into, especially during challenging times. Mm. You know, sometimes we want to get hit the eject button and kind of go up and out and maybe just live from our heads or, <laughs> you know, or just be in spirit world. But it's like, we're here, we're in these beautiful bodies and this incredible planet, you know, like, let's be here. And we're most powerful when we're here, when we're in our bodies, when we're willing to say yes, even when it's hard, um, that's where we have power. It's so true. And, you know, I think if we just stop and, and, and look at the wonder and the awe that we've got right in front of us, nothing yeah. else matters in that moment. Yeah. It's about being present and being here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we still are on the human journey. So we're going to have compassion for the rise and the fall and mm. the, the moments we disconnect and the moments we forget. And, you know, that's just part of it, you know. Oh, yes. But it's that practice. Yeah. And all that it's contrast, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it really is. Contrast is one of the greatest teachers here on earth. <laughs> oh, isn't it? At least it has been, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jamie, this has been absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for being a part of the ethical evolution. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Electric acid.